Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Friday morning. It's a football Friday. Here are your headlines, tongue planted firmly in cheek on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Le'Veon Bell found a new home. Keyshawn Johnson couldn't find Thursday night football. And I, ironically, if he had found it and it was played on Thursday, it would have featured Le'Veon's new team, the Chiefs, taking on the Bills. Instead, that game is on Monday, but we're not going to see Lev Bell there. He's got to go through five days of COVID protocols. I will mention from a juicy aspect, the Chiefs and the Jets do meet in week eight. So perhaps a little bit of revenge, Gase v. Bell. If so he's still there. If he's still there. Which one? <laughs> Lev no, Bell, you can't Le'Veon, depend on. Le'Veon, Le'Veon. Adam Gase, I'm you can't depend on. <laughs> Adam Gase may not be there in week eight. I just had to clarify with those two guys. So, Big move by the Chiefs. The champs get even stronger, and Key's still with the clicker looking for Thursday night. You should have clicked past that Dodger game, too, by the way. Yeah, okay. (laughs) He's always got a little zinger here and there. Boom. Yeah, I was, you know, I got home and I'm like, I can watch the game, you know. And then I started thinking, I'm like, well, we didn't even talk about the game on on the show on Thursday. And I was like, I wonder why it went because of all the COVID news and Mm -hmm. outbreaks. And so I'm thinking to myself, we completely skipped over the game. So I'm like, whatever. You know, it must be a bad team or something. So I'm looking, like, literally for about 30 minutes, and I wait. And then I scrolled the thing, and then there was a replay of – it was a replay of a game on the NFL Network. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't know what's going on. So then I start going through my phone, literally looking. I'm like, hmm. I said, well, they must have – okay, well, I guess they rescheduled. Tuesday night. I was like, oh, Thursday. they rescheduled the game. <laughs> It's the first time I, you know, I just didn't, I didn't realize there was no Thursday night game on. I, mm. Because I'm so used to clockwork. You know, it's Thursday night, Thursday night, Thursday night. I forgot that they moved the schedule and canceled eight, or moved eight games last week. Right. And one of them was the Kansas City game. And that you see, game Zubin, played Monday. For me, it was drastically different. I, I recognized quickly there was no Thursday night game on. And my brain just went to... I need the Dodgers to drop this game so the Uh-oh. Braves can be up Man, three to please. one and I can have Keyshawn wear something cute on set mm. after the Dodgers lose. Another bet? Another bet. I don't something remember. cute. I don't remember. Zubin, the bet. you remember the bet. You confirm it. You are my second confirmation, correct? I do remember the bet, but I don't remember the stakes. We didn't have a stakes. Okay. It was just he was like, I'm gonna put you in something soft and cute. That's what he was saying to me. Yeah, I did say that. But, <laughs> but anyway, the Dodgers. Right. Yeah, we, We'll get to the Dodgers in just a second and what's going on with Clayton. I'm help- anyway, the Dodgers. I'm helping you out by belaboring your pain until the next segment. Let's talk a little bit about the pain the Chiefs might be able to inflict upon the competition now because now they have Le'Veon Bell. They drafted a stud at the bottom of the first round in Edwards Alaire. Obviously, they have Patrick Mahomes. The rich just get richer, and you think this is a great fit. You thought the fit with Gang Green and the Jets was terrible for Bell, but this style of offense and his ability to integrate great will be much better well I actually thought that when you talk about fit I originally thought that the Raiders would have been a great fit and the Raiders actually tried to trade for him but they couldn't come to a deal at the time that he was with the New York Jets why they decided to go in a different direction in free agency or maybe he decided to go in a different direction because it was his choice as a free agent to go to the Kansas City Chiefs and the reason I say this is because when you look at never mind the the struggling running game for Kansas City, just look at the skill set. You can go all the way back to when Andy Reid had Westbrook and Duke Staley to the point of Shady McCoy to Nat to having Kareem Hunt. The West Coast system, they like running backs that can catch the ball out of the backfield, create things in space, also patient runners. And this is one of those guys that, 
you know, when everything is clicking, that 6-1-225 body and frame is going to, to, to make ways for you. He's not a punishing running back. He's a patient running back. He can catch the ball out of the backfield, mismatch on linebackers and safeties. And so with Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, they sat back there, even though they drafted someone a year of this past draft, mm-hmm. they sat back there and said to themselves, this gives us a different dimension because they truly will know what to do with him to get him open in space. If you go back to, to his Pittsburgh days, when he got the ball in space, it was ridiculous. When he touched the football, it was like, okay, you sat back and you wonder what's next. And I think that that is something that Kansas City has been missing. Yeah, Clyde Allaire got off to a fast start in week one, mm-hmm. and we were all like, wow, oh, my God. But then since then, it's been kind of like, okay, you know, we know Williams, the running back that they had a year ago, Damon Williams opted out. Right. So this gives them a, a huge boost at the running back spot. And not only that, it gives them another weapon. It just gives them another toy to play with. I was going to say, you know, Andy Reid and Eric Benemi, it's like, thank you, Lord. We have optionality, especially in goal line and short yarded situation. And I, I think that's the biggest thing for Edwards Hilaire. He had one, that, that one rushing TD in week one against the Texans. Other than that, he has nine carries in goal-to-goal situations, and he's minus one, right? He's minus one in yards. So no other player in the NFL has more than four goal-to-goal carries, uh, goal-to-go carries this season with a scoring touchdown, right? No other player has more than four. So I'm just saying, like, it gives him another option, another weapon. And I'm saying this thing, he went from the worst offense to the best offense. Great point. I can feel Yates made this point. He was like, what a flex. What a flex, and he didn't lose any money by doing so. No, he didn't. And and if you take all of that and you wrap it into player terms, Mm -hmm. Phil Yates, what Jay Will said, flex, didn't lose any money, wrap all that into player terms. That means that you're getting ready to get a player that's highly motivated Mm. on a team that has a chance to win a Super Bowl, which he's going to be on his best behavior. And Andy Reid has a way of communicating with people so to speak, in, in getting the best out of them. Certain coaches in this league, Z, players want to run through a wall for Excuse in me? respect. Are you saying Adam Gase doesn't have an – he can't communicate? That's what you're trying to say? I didn't say his name. You brought his name up. I didn't say the man's name. But, yes, there's bad communication on that end. And players will run through a wall for Andy Reid. Sure. And when you go – when you're in free agency – and you pick these teams, and you start thinking about it. And I, and, and, and I saw, you know, a list of what was being said. Oh, the Miami Dolphins. I'm like, what is he going to Miami for? He just left that, even though Miami's on the on the come up. But they're nowhere near where the Kansas City Chiefs are at. Or I saw the Buffalo Bills. I'm like, why would he do that? That doesn't make any sense. And then when once he got Kansas City, I'm like, well, there you go. You get your money. Not only do you get a chance to get back at – the New York Jets in week eight, if you decide that that's a motivating factor, you can laugh at them, do that. And you get a chance to play against Pittsburgh at some point in the playoffs. You get a chance to do that. Your old team. I mean, and so, you know, and you're getting your money and you're on a winning team. You know how important that is for players that are at the level that he's at, at one of the best backs in the league. Now he can get back to that form. He's got his money. We don't have to worry about that. All he wants to do now is win. That's it. In 20 seconds, I'll give you the stat of all stats that I think is why this is such a great fit. But first, be a part of Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin Nation on the Dr. Pepper Twitter feed. We're asking you this morning, which is the game of the week in the NFL? Bucks Packers. 
obviously, Brady Rogers, or Lev's old team, Steelers-Browns. That's a great, intriguing matchup, mostly because the Browns finally have held up their end of the bargain. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's official. College football's back, and so is your favorite Dr. Pepper-loving college football town, Fansville. Head to a store near you to treat your inner college football fan to an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. So again, weigh in at TJNZ. What is the game of the week in the NFL? Totally understand you might think it's another game, but we're going to give you the option of Brady and Rodgers or Roethlisberger and Mayfield. Guys, quick answer from you guys, and I'll give you the stat real quick on exactly why this is so big for the Chiefs. Boom. Game of the week. Of those two, is it an easy choice? Browns and Steelers. Okay, I was going to go the other way. Go ahead. Browns and Steelers. I'm gonna, okay, you, you guys are you're bypassing Rodgers and Brady. Yes. We well, said I, two I, quick answers. True. Quick answers. We've got to go to break. Good. Here's my stat. Last year, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Nobody rushed for 500 yards on the team. Nobody. Damian Williams hit 498. They won the Super Bowl with a sub-500 rushing attack. And now you have Le'Veon Bell. Still to come, the truth hurts key. Some unbelievable playoff numbers that not even the best lefty of his generation, Clayton Kershaw, can hide from. These are ugly. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. He came out and, you know, five innings, one run, and then, you know, again, we just, you know, what happened right there in that sixth inning, but he gave us a chance to win the baseball game. You know, we couldn't put any runs up uh, early and get a lead and um, or hold a lead, you know, after the Eddie home run. But uh, that, that narrative uh, couldn't be further from the truth. Hard to say. In the six, he mentioned, Key, I'm just going to give you the, the rundown. I didn't ask for sixth. you to give me anything. <laughs> just to, uh, for the audience, I may have been asleep. It is uh, 617 in the east. In the six, Kershaw leadoff single. He gives up one of those, an RBI double to Freddie Freeman. Then Marcelo Zuna with an RBI double. He gets pulled. Gratterall comes in, allows a two-run double to Dan, Dansby Swanson. 
and one of those runs was charged to Clay. So Jessica Mendoza was pretty clear. Left him in too long. The sixth, you mentioned the line of demarcation. He comes in in the sixth, and everything changes. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't moments for the skipper and Dave Roberts, right? You you get to about the, the fifth, sixth inning. You start looking at the pitch counties at around 75-ish, somewhere in that that area. And you got to you, – you're 1-1, you're 1-0. And this has happened throughout Kershaw's career – uh, for the most part under Dave, is that you get to a sweet spot where it's almost like the sixth inning and the bats aren't giving him any comfort. It's tight to pitch 1-0, 2-0. If I had a league, I can deal differently. Um, but when my bats aren't getting anything done, I mean, did I just finish with three hits last night after going bonkers in the last – Nine well, innings. No, probably nine innings. No, ten innings, something like that, yeah. right? That 11-run first. Yeah, the 11-run yeah, mm-hmm. first plus the game before. They went bonkers over the last game and a half. Right, seven-run rally. For whatever reason that it is, when he pitches, he gets no run support. He just doesn't get the support from the bats. We are built as a home-run hitting club. And I've said this as long as I can remember. We don't play small ball in the playoffs. A lot of teams seem to play small ball in the playoffs, but us. We we swing for the fences because that's how we're built. And I understand that. But you should be able to go into your toolbox and come out with different tools when need be. And we have maybe two or three people on our roster that could do that. That's not enough. Um, back to Kershaw, though, it's tough watching him struggle in the playoffs. It's tough because he's been our ace for a very long time. And he's been in and out of the lineup at times. He was a scratching game, too. Now we bring him back. And he was dealing all the way up into the sixth inning. So he may have left him in a little too long. But what's the what's the other option? Go to the bullpen? The bullpen's well, given up. The bullpen has given up 15 runs in about 15 innings. Well, that's the problem is are there concerns with Clayton Kershaw from time to time? Yes. But still, overall, I, I think he's incredible, right? It's This is more of an Andrew Friedman issue, the president of baseball operations. This is having an unreliable bullpen, as Key just made mention to. And also, this is the fact that a home run hitting team, as powerful as the Dodgers, can't beat a 22-year-old pitcher, rookie pitcher, in Bryce Wilson, right, who has a career ERA of 5.91. Like, you have to be able to bring home runs, like especially you said eleven innings keys, which had just dominated this team. The whole conversation yesterday, right? So, yeah, because in the seventh, the bottom of the seventh is when they started yeah, kind about, of about coming 11 on innings. eleven innings, right? So in uh, the game before, so my thing is that when you start talking about this team, like you have to talk about their lack of being able to bring in runs. Well, speak to the bullpen. The bullpen has been down a little bit this year, but prior to that, the bullpen has been phenomenal. Kenley Jansen scares you on the back end over the last two years, but overall the middle relievers have been great. I just, for whatever reason it is, when, when he pitches, he doesn't get the run support that he needs. And it's very hard. And you could ask anybody, we'll have Mark Teixeira on a little bit later in the show with us, and we could ask him how hard it is for pitchers to pitch when they're 1-0, 2-0. That's tough because all it takes is one bad pitch, game's tied, or somebody goes ahead. You you walk a guy, hey, the next batter – hits a dung on you out the out in left field. And now you're 2-1. That stress level. And I think there's something to be said for that for him. And I don't think 
I don't think the skipper is making any excuses. It's just that Clayton has not had the support from the run standpoint, and therefore it puts the pressure on him, and this is what happens. I would say two things. Mark Teixeira, the World Series winner, the former Yankee great, will join us at 8.30 Eastern, and we'll make sure we ask that to Mark Teixeira. I would also say, and I'm not putting this on Clay, and to Jay's point, he's had back injuries. He's not the same pitcher. I would say if you're the best lefty of your generation, arguably the best pitcher of your generation, hey, man, I need you to pick up the squad when we're not hitting. Is that not fair? He was Dylan. The guy was Dylan. I just gave you his postseason stats. I'm talking about last night. He was Dylan last night. There was nothing wrong with the six or the five and two thirds, so to speak. There was nothing wrong with that. If you're the best pitcher of your generation, can I expect you to go into the sixth and seventh on a night? Look, Jack Morris pitched ten innings in a World Series game. Come on, give me a break. This is a different time in baseball. Z, they don't go nine innings anymore. I understand somebody to go. If you can get somebody to go seven, that's a miracle. I got it. But considering who he is and where the season is, who he was, was that's the key. It was the dominant Kershaw. He's now our second best pitcher. Behind Bueller. Behind Bueller. So he's no longer the ace that are out, that's out so far in front of everybody else. Got a break. Got a break. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests, including I, Mark Teixeira. I just like seeing you spiraling out of control in your misery. No, it's not misery. and it's, I'm not out of control. And you're using words to describe me that is not accurate. <laughs> All of our guests. You sound like them now. Out of control. Wild. Oh, hey. Who is them? Let's move on. <laughs> All of our guests on the Shell uh, Pennzoil performance line, and that'll include, like I said, text coming up at 8.30 Eastern. We'll also have Teddy Atlas, one of the greatest boxing trainers of all time, a living legend. He'll join us at 9.10. And why is he going to join us? It's because the biggest boxing event of the fall airs live on ESPN tomorrow night when the WBC franchise, WBA, WBO world champion Vasily Lomachenko, takes on the IBF kingpin, Tiafimo Lopez. They'll clash in a lightweight unification bout live from the MGM Grand Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas. Live coverage, 7.30 Eastern with the undercard action on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. Still to come, it's a revenge game after one of the ugliest incidents in recent NFL history. We'll have that. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. They are ready to go on Sunday. Jay and Key have called it the game of the week. You got Rodgers versus Brady, but they're opting for Mayfield versus Big Ben because for the first time in forever, the Browns are showing a pulse in the division. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Let's go straight back to November 14th of last year, one of the ugliest moments in recent NFL memory, that incident between Miles Garrett swinging a helmet at Mason Rudolph of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that particular game got Miles suspended indefinitely, now has been reinstated, got himself a $100 million contract. Teammate Kareem Hunt 
saying the motivation is all about miles for all 55 of us on Sunday. Nobody likes having their you know, season cut short. I know I didn't, and I'm almost positive I know Miles wasn't either. So uh, that's the thing about that. Miles is a great person, you know, and a great player and a great teammate. And uh, you just learn a lot from going through situations like that. And uh, this, you got to come ready, you know, and just forget about all that stuff and do it whatever you can. This one is for Miles. This one's for, you know, the Cleveland Browns fans. This one's for a lot of things. That's his teammate, Key Kareem Hunt. And you're saying, if you take a look at Miles Garrett, we always pigeonhole MVPs into quarterbacks. But if you kind of take a look at the work Miles Garrett has done this year, hang on a second. No, it, 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 look, it, will he get the last defensive player to win MVP? We all know who that is. He's from New York. Which guy? Lawrence Taylor. Yep. That's a long, so long, long time ago. So <laughs> long, long time, ago. Yes. time ago, right? So you look at it, Miles Garrett's leading the league in sacks with six. He's got about 14 solo tackles. Several tackles for loss. So he's doing his job. He's anchoring that defense. The defense for the Cleveland Browns are starting to play better. Their secondary is a little suspect. They lost Greedy Williams for a while, put him on IR. You know, they they lose the Delphon kid that they drafted out of LSU at the safety. So he never got a chance to start doing the regular season. But I think when you look at this football game, the Cleveland Browns are 4-1 and right now, going up against the Pittsburgh Steelers that are 4-0. and Right. The Steelers have basically kicked the snot out of them in 16 straight games in Heinz Field. 16 straight. Every time they walk in the building, they lose. They know that. That is in the back of the Cleveland Browns' mind. They've got to erase that. You talk about Baker Mayfield, for instance. Baker Mayfield, at the quarterback spot, has lost four straight games to Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks by a combined 49 points. Wow. He's got to get that monkey off his back. Mm. This is why all of these sort of things are so important the last time they had a playoff win was in 1994 when they got off to a 4-1 start and guess who the head coach was Bill Bill Belichick so when you start to look at all of these sort of things and you're putting them together you just go around a full circle the Miles Garrett situation last year with Rudolph Uh, you look at that you look at where the Cleveland Browns are trying to go with Kevin Stefanski now at the helm as a head coach and offensive play caller the momentum is building for them these two teams are going to fight at the end of the season to win the division. This is why this game is the game of the week. We could talk about Brady and, and Aaron Rodgers. and Okay, that's cool. Can we squeeze them in? Yeah, that's, that's okay. <laughs> but I'm only really interested in Aaron Rodgers over there. I'm not interested in Tom Brady anymore. I'm cool with that. I know that that team is not the favorite to win the Super Bowl. So it's like... He's not in New England. Doesn't excite me like that anymore. So you're off the Brady bandwagon. I'm cool. They might make the playoffs. Maybe. Maybe not, though. But these two teams, based on where they're at, the records, and the things that they're doing, Jay, you got to admit that this is the game of the week. It's watching what the Steelers did to Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they held him to six yards on 15 carries. I remember watching that game and us coming on air the next day. Right. And we were talking a lot about the Giants and about, you know, Daniel Jones not looking good. But I was like, hold on a second, man. Like, this Steelers team, this is a team that looks like they could potentially win a Super Bowl. The the Browns will be the litmus test for the Steelers' number two rushing defense, right? Like, Kareem Hunt has said multiple times since Nick Chubb has gone out that he is on a mission. And when you think about the running game, it's the NFL's top-ranked running attack at 188.4 yards per game. 
for the Browns. So when you think even about the star power, Zubin, yeah. like OBJ, does he have the flu? Is he out? What's the new protocol going on with everything yeah. happening, right, with COVID? There's so many. Baker Mayfield, people have been saying all the time, like, hey, he's doing so many commercials. What's going to happen with this play? His play has stepped up when Kevin Stefanski and team have gone back to the running game, play action. This is, this is going to be the game of the week because of the history, the fact that the Browns haven't won in forever there, and just so many stars involved in this game. I, the, I can't wait. The, the one me, thing that they need to do, though, if they want to win this football game is fix Baker Mayfield's fourth quarter efficiency. Mm. He's got to play better in the fourth quarter. He struggled in the fourth quarter this year tremendously, and I think tremendously, and I think that they will. I feel like they will. I feel like they've gotten better and smoother since week one when they were run out of the building by the Baltimore Ravens. I, I just – I think this is a different team that we'll see in week six. Key, are you worried at all about Baker Mayfield's sore ribs, right? It's like that in – it's the whole right side of his body. If, if you were – I mean, I, I know it comes into it, but just the throwing mechanics from that pocket, you know, from that angle. You're that, always worried about sore ribs. I don't know. Do you get sore ribs in basketball? I mean, if you catch an elbow from a you big from time, a, but not, not often, yeah, it, no. it doesn't feel good when your ribs are messed up. I mean, it's just, you know, you obviously. Well, I better. slept awkwardly last night, so <laughs> I have really, injuring myself. I'm still recovering from this. No, it, it, it could affect him to a degree. It could, but it just depends on what the doctors are doing. Hopefully they're very careful with his ribs and it doesn't wind up. Nothing mm. winds up happening like happened in L.A. with the Chargers. Real quick, couple notes here. Jay mentioned OBJ. He was sent home from practice yesterday, so if you kind of missed that story, that's what Jay was mm-hmm. referencing here. We're not exactly sure what's going on. Your mind obviously jumps to certain things because of the world we're living in, but that is just a notable note to just mention that obviously who he is and he was sent home. And to Jay's point, I think, I think it's the best thing that we've said so far about this conversation. The fact that the Browns are a litmus test for anybody, the Browns rushing attack, the Browns passing attack, the Browns in general, the Browns are a litmus test. That tells you how far they have gone so these guys are on board lockstep it's the game of the week i'll go brady rogers we're asking you on the Keyshawn j will and zubin nation on the dr pepper twitter feed what is the game of the week do Sir, you really want to see that i do i mean i want to see it but i'm not I, i'd rather watch the pittsburgh if i had two games to watch in one channel i'd rather deal with the pittsburgh cleveland both sides of the ball the pittsburgh browns game i i do want to see who the hell Aaron Rodgers is going to throw the ball to? Like that, that feels like the game I end up watching because of the fact every time Green Bay plays, I'm like, who's he going to throw the ball to today? Who's he, who's he going to make look great today? Yeah. With Devontae Adams, we still don't know what's going on with him and what he's been able to do with Valdez, Scantling, and Alan Lazard. I got a, I got a solution for you. All you got to do is watch your game at 1 o'clock and watch Brady and Rodgers at 425. You won't have to worry about it. They're both on back-to-back. What a great football-watching Sunday that'll be. But I just wanted to mention, we're asking you on the Twitter feed, Brown Steelers, like the fellas, or the outlier here with the sore ribs, Bucks and Packers. 52% of you have said, it's not often I win on the show with these two guys, Bucks, Packers, by just a... But we, mm. the margin of error, we have to wait to see what the uh, Gallup yeah. margin of error is. How many so, right now, so right now is who? 52%, a slim majority, have said... Bucks Packers. Yeah, that's because they you got an older demographic waking up and going to work right now. They, that's what that is. They they like the older, you know. So the young people aren't getting up for their Zoom classes for, for like two hours, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the deal. Straight talk, wireless, no contract, no compromise. Let's continue to talk about this game that you guys think is the game of the week. We bring in our Diana Rossini. She'll actually be covering the Browns and Steelers for Sunday NFL Countdown at 10 a.m. 
Eastern. She's always covering the biggest game of the week. Good morning, Diana. What have you heard? We spent a good portion of the morning before you joined us talking about the revenge aspect for Miles Garrett, Mason Rudolph, Kareem Hunt wing and backing Garrett. What have you been hearing on both sides with regard to Garrett in this game? Yeah, first off, guys, uh, young people get up early, too. I'm on the show today. So, Key, you can take that. And, and, you know, you guys were having that conversation about Baker Mayfield's ribs. And anybody that's listening right now that has ever had any bruising uh, running into a wall or perhaps maybe in a car wreck where their ribs were affected could definitely attest to the fact that a rib injury is really hard to deal with. It affects everything, the way you lift your arm, if you even laugh. So while Baker Mayfield isn't putting it in the category of being a serious injury, it's definitely something that can nag you and something that we're going to keep an eye on headed into Sunday. And, you know, just talking to the organization over the last few days about it, they feel the same way. He's going to be out there. He's going to start the game. But, you know, he's not 100%. Um, But in terms of of the Miles Garrett drama headed into this one, you know, uh, I I spoke to sources from both sides um, and the owners of the Browns and the Steelers had a phone call this past week Mm. to just talk about perhaps what they want to make sure the messaging is in that locker room before the game to make sure that this is about football that there isn't going to be any vengefulness. There's not going to be any, um, you know, clouded judgment out there that is not related to playing this game. So I thought that was really interesting. But but just talking from, from the coach's standpoint and their messaging, of course, they're going to listen to their owners. But, guys, I, I don't really get a sense that anyone is even thinking about this in, in, in or at least making it a priority headed into this game. Everyone's going to use what they can for an edge. We've seen it. Uh, whatever they can take to keep themselves motivated. And, and you guys played the Kareem Hunt's sound there saying, you know, we got Miles back. This is for Miles. But th- I can tell you definitely from the Steelers' side of this, they don't care about any of this. And this is really about Mike Tomlin's leadership once again and, and making sure his guys are just going to be prepared. That's what's going to get them motivated to win this game. Yeah, I don't think Miles Garrett's worried about that. He's moved on from the incident last year, Diana. Um, let me ask you this. So you've been all over, obviously, this game, the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers, and you learned something pretty surprising about Cleveland's offense. What was it? Yeah, so I spoke to Kevin Stefanski about his philosophy, and I went into the conversation thinking – well, we're just going to have a very boring conversation about his run game, right? Because that's what they do. And he made it very clear that Odell Beckham Jr. is the focal point of the offense. We all think run. We think Kareem Hunt. We thought Nick Chubb when he was in there. But this is all about Odell Beckham Jr. He said, every time I'm writing up a play or coming up with a play, I want to get Odell the ball. In fact, I've done a bad job of getting Odell the ball early in these games. And that's what we're trying to get better at. So I thought that was really interesting. And, and look, some of this could be feeding the ego of a wide receiver. We know hey, Stefanski hey. had a deal with Diggs <laughs> in Minnesota. I know how this works, Key. I cover enough receivers with, with these egos. that You don't have one at all, by the way. Um <laughs> I'm, I, the viewers can't um, or the listeners can't see my face, but I'm basically making a face like, yeah, right. Uh, but, uh, you know, Stefanski just just 
you know, the, the focus, obviously, they're always going to rely on the run game with Baker Mayfield as they continue to build his ability, his movement outside the pocket, his accuracy, you know, uh, bootlegs, rollouts. These are things that Baker Mayfield wasn't doing a lot of, uh, you, you know, in the Freddie Kitchen days. So, you know, Stefanski was explaining to me some of this is almost like starting over with Baker. And, and he's, look, the fourth quarter is a, is a bit sloppy right now. But so far, Stefanski seems to be really confident in keeping Baker reserved and, and almost keeping this a very conservative look right now. But make no mistake, we saw last week against the Colts, Odell Beckham Jr. is becoming the decoy again. And it's why Jarvis Landry has been able to get open as much as he has. And, and I, I think we're going to see that again this weekend against the Steelers. Diana, speaking of OBJ, what is the latest update on Odell Beckham? Okay, so here's what I learned late, late last night. The league has now changed the protocol uh, for all players and staff members from each organization. So essentially, if you have any sign of, of anything that means that you don't feel well, a cough, um, anything uncomfortable where you just, you're not 100%, you are sent home, home immediately. So before yesterday, that wasn't really the case. I've covered a lot of teams this year where they had players in their facilities who weren't really 100% and they were still there. So this is a great move by the league to, to, to make sure that nobody is getting sick. We have flu season here now. Uh, this is another concern. So players like Odell Beckham Jr., who I was told showed up not feeling well, was sent home and also tested for not just COVID, but for the flu. So we don't know exactly what the results are, and we'll probably know later today um, what the results of his COVID test were. But I can tell you, it, he probably took those rapid tests yesterday. And if we haven't heard anything from, you know, from the organization yet, then he's probably clear from COVID. But right now, everyone is being really conservative and making sure they're being really smart with the health of these players. Diana, let's move on from the Browns-Pittsburgh game and, and focus in on the game that you covered last week, which was the Bills and the Titans. How, what are you hearing from the Titans side, how, how they overcame all the adversity and the negative, you know, I don't want to call it publicity, but the negative things that was being said about them to pull out this big victory against the Bills? It kind of was negative publicity, Kate, because everyone has been coming down really hard on them, not really listening to the league's review, which so far we don't know the result of it, but you have to figure if it was something significant, we probably would have heard by now. Perhaps they would have made the Titans uh, forfeit a game if, if it was a, you know, a significant uh, lack of awareness you know, when it came to that COVID protocol. So, yeah, they had a little bit of a chip. And, and going back to what we were talking about with the Miles Garrett situation, players are going to take whatever they can to get motivated to play up in any of these games. And, look, the Titans, they, they need to be thanking the Buffalo Bills because they got smacked in the face early uh, with, with that interception with Malcolm Butler, Andre Roberts with that big drop. It really set the tone for the rest of the game. So mistakes, self-inflicted wounds from the Buffalo Bills definitely helped the Titans. And, you know, as Tennessee is getting ready to play Houston this weekend, I think this is going to be a tougher game for Tennessee than actually last week. They had two weeks of rest. They were really healthy. You look at that injury list, Key. They are banged up going into this game. We got hamstrings. We got ankles. We've got soreness. And they're on a short week. Houston had an extra three days. And just from a mental space here, they're playing a, a Texans team who, you know, all of a sudden is now having fun with Romeo Cornell, Bill O'Brien's out. This is a division rivalry. 
I, I think this is a type of game where you can see Houston completely turn their season around if they can beat Tennessee this week. I'm mad at you about that ego comment, but never mind. Well, thank you for watching the show, Diana, because you were able to tell Key the truth, and we appreciate that here. Well, I love Key, so I have to shoot it straight. People who love each other tell each other the truth. That's what I learned in my marriage. (laughs) The newlywed weighing in, and we'll see her this weekend on Sunday NFL Countdown. You'll see her on Get Up coming up at 8 a.m. Eastern as well. Diana, thank you very much. This will be interesting. It's rarely we can break news to Diana, but if she's listening to us right now, as she's sitting just about a couple hundred feet from us this morning, we were informed that several individuals, this coming courtesy of the Indianapolis Colts, this is the newest team. This morning, we were informed that several individuals within our organization have tested positive for COVID-19. The team is currently in the process of confirming those tests. In the meantime, the practice facility will be closed and the team will work remotely while following NFL protocols. We are in communication with the NFL and we'll have more information when available. Two notes. Of course, the first thing your mind races to, who are the Colts playing this week? They'll host the Bengals. We'll see. Sunday at 1 Eastern. Second question your mind races to, who did the Colts just play? From a contract tracing perspective, the team Diana spent most of her conversation talking about the Cleveland Browns. So that's what we have on that. We'll continue to follow it all morning. Any breaking news story, you'll hear it first on Key J and Z and get the cogent analysis of these two guys. Let's quickly go from A to Z. And from A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. New at Redbox, Irresistible, a hilarious comedy from the writer-director John Stewart starring Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch our Redbox Smart Picks, by the way, coming up a little later this morning at 9.45. Arch Manning, not Archie Manning, Peyton and Eli's father, Arch Manning, who is the son of Cooper Manning, making him the nephews of Eli and Peyton Manning, made his national TV debut on ESPN2 last night for Isidore Newman High School, a high school in Louisiana that the Manning family knows well. He was 21 of 26 for 241, threw a touchdown, a couple picks. He's a sophomore. He is an absolute stud, and everybody in America is looking at Arch Manning, ready to offer him a scholarship. Everybody in the NBA looking at what happened with the Houston Rockets, Daryl Morey leaving as the GM, 13 years on the job, brought analytics to the NBA, citing personal reasons, his son in high school, Executive Vice President Raphael Stone will take over, though Maury will stay on board to help the owner, Tillman Fertitta, find a new head coach after Mike D'Antoni left. And speaking of new coach, Teron Liu, five-year deal, the Clippers head coach. Of course, he won a championship with LeBron, and many of you know he was an assistant with the Clippers this past season. So essentially, he's doing like the 18-inch move over from the lead assistant spot all the way over to the head coach spot, replacing Doc Rivers. Good for him, man. And that, of course, Jay, we don't have much time here. We have to let you know, as we're presented by Progressive Insurance, a progressive move here by the Clips to go with Teron Lou. What do you think? Five-year deal. It's the most high-pressure job there is in the NBA in the 2020-2021 NBA season. Bold. There's no doubt about it. Kawhi Leonard and Paul George will be free agents after the 2021 season. A lot of pressure, but it could amount to something positive for him. Because if he wins and Doc didn't, eh. And to your point, you've always said Lou is always kind of, well, you had LeBron, you know, in 2016. I'm not saying Kawhi Leonard is chopped liver, but they're a little different. Yeah, it's establishes different. Bonafides it's, it's, it's a little bit different with Kawhi and Paul George versus LeBron James. Everybody gets the benefit of having LeBron, but also it's a negative to having LeBron, much like Coach Van Gundy said when he was on our show. Fair enough. Still to come. Is it great or terrible? If the Houston Astros make the world cheaters, that is next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.